0: politician has a six billion dollar brain burp. He gets the network newsies together, calls it a policy. It's preposterously unworkable and almost anyone can see that, but it's about EVs. So hey, the media says let's suck all of this up and regurgitate because electric cars are clearly mankind's salvation. I'm John Logan from AutoExpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, (laughs) yes, there. Or you can just click the card that's up there now, dude. Solar powered, carbon neutral, renewable, sustainable. There's hemp involved in the construction too, and recycled chip fat. Although that's basically all the same thing, isn't it? Anyway, Adam Bant, proud leader of the Schittsvillian Greens, really good on the colouring in, but not so hot on the numbers, apparently, wants to revitalise the wasteland that is Adelaide for car manufacturers, because that worked out so damn well the first time. Dangling a six billion dollar carrot in front of South Australia, just the other day, And I'm sure there's a Ron Jeremy joke somewhere in there, but let's keep it classy just for a change. Anyway, six billion bucks is roughly half of the taxpayer-funded suck paid by ScoMo's mob to the fossil fuel industry, just for perspective. In a few years' time, the whole country could be driving South Australian made. Electric cars. Adam Bant there, colouring the world green like an out-of-control three-year-old, but staying between the lines. So, great work, dude. Here's a medal just for turning up. This crap just rolls off the tongue of the average politician, does it not? The whole country driving Australian EVs. And he says it with complete conviction and a straight face, as if such a thing could actually be possible. I'm going to be extremely generous here and assume that a few years is actually 10 years for, quote, the whole country to be driving South Schittsvillian electric cars with a straight fucking face. Dear Mr. Bant, just looking at the supply side of your interesting proposal. There are 12 million passenger vehicles on Australian roads today, dude. So we'd need 1.2 million of these awesome, but as yet completely non-existent, not even designed Schittsvillian EVs every year for a decade. That's the demand side, okay? There would have to be a demand for 1.2 million of them. And we'd need to trash the same number of internal combustion cars in lockstep. And of course, we'd need a reason not to buy cars from any of the established car makers and Dude, what reason might that be? Perhaps we could just give the EVs away. The new Schittsvillian free EV initiative, or nearly free, certainly affordable to everyone. It would have to rock like that. Or I suppose we could just make the selling of alternative cars here in Australia illegal. It'd be Aussie EV, the Bogan Tronic Plus Pro, or walk, you pre-diabetic bearded bastard neither option, really seems all that feasible to me, frankly. Still, 1.2 million vehicles is not unlike the number of vehicles currently being sold here in Shitsville annually, which is near enough 3,300 cars a day, every day, 365 days a year for a decade. Let's call it 140 cars an hour if the plant runs three eight-hour shifts and there's never any downtime. So already off with the fairies, I think you're fine, but we'll just go with that, shall we? A factory smoothly pooping a bit over two cars a minute in Australia without end. That's fucking preposterous, dude. And here's why. I say this because... I have been to a factory that made 1.35 million cars in 2020. It's located in Ulsan in South Korea. I actually produced a documentary there back in 2010. That joint, I would have to say with my hand on my heart, is manufacturing on a scale that we have never seen in Australia. Six billion dollars would not be enough for the fucking Christmas parties. Ulsan is of note here because it is the world's largest integrated car manufacturing facility. Widgets come in at one end, and the other end, it's just got endless teams of little South Korean dudes in minivans who drive freshly minted cars straight onto ships. So, in order to achieve Mr. Bant's bold claim, this proposal, We just have to build the world's second largest by a narrow margin fully integrated car factory producing only EVs for onshore consumption and we need to suspend the sale of all other cars. So I call on Mr Bant to show us all how this seemingly divorced from reality claim actually works. Like what are the nuts and bolts to achieve what you said. In a few years' time, the whole country could be driving South Australian-made electric cars. Another related but kind of minor problem, as for, quote, the whole country, what about the variety of driving done here, especially the things EVs either cannot do or which they are preposterously shit at, such as off-roading or heavy towing and long-distance driving? This EV-promoting bullshit sounds great at press conferences, but even two minutes of aimless doodling on a napkin and 30 seconds with a calculator can show you how inherently unworkable this kind of suggestion really is. We'll cut pollution, create jobs, and be energy independent if we restart South Australia's car industry and make it electric. Really, will we? Electric cars run on electricity. So we really need to tackle supply, don't we? Network of fast chargers, upgrading the grid, especially the local grid, because currently the poles and the wires outside your house do not support everyone coming home in the evening and plugging their proud Schittsvillian EV in. The grid is just not up to supplying that amount of electricity. It's not and we need to consider the source of that electricity otherwise we're not cutting pollution we're just exporting it out of the cities right clean air for our cities fantastic pollution in the regions because we're still burning fossil fuels aren't we the claim of cutting pollution does not coexist with the predominantly coal-fired grid it just doesn't nor does it coexist with scrapping a bunch of otherwise serviceable combustion cars considering their remaining life and the inherent pollution and CO2 and energy wrapped up in what it took to make them. Recycling, which is a joke in Australia, is not an energy pollution free kick, right? It's just not. Thanks very much, second law of thermodynamics. So on planet green where Adam Bant is king, all we need to do so that we can all drive a fleet of non-existent Aussie EVs is organize everything relating to the design of those vehicle or designs, magic up the second largest integrated automotive manufacturing unit in the world, build it in Adelaide and run it around the clock without end for 10 years, comprehensively upgrade the grid, divorce ourselves from coal and solve fundamental EV limitations such as payload capacity and range, close every other car dealership in the country, prevent people from buying anything that's not an Aussie-made EV, and there you go, dude, green utopia. And nobody in the friggin' media is calling them out on the breathtaking unworkability of this dipshit proposal. Go figure. (laughs) Meanwhile, just for balance, ScoMo's commitment to EVs is to lather on the lip service, like really, trowel it on, dude, pretend he never said that they'd end the weekend, EVs, and continue to fellate the crap out of the fossil fuel industry for as long as possible. And by fellate... I mean to give them a $12 billion taxpayer-funded handout every year, right? Because they're such awesome chaps, the fossil fuel industry. Like, clearly, dude, they are. Come on. And Labor, Jesus, they're complete cocks on this as well. Each way Albo. Well, his cunning plan is to discount EVs by eliminating the 5% import tariff and removing the luxury car tax. From electric vehicles sounds pretty good huh but there are two fundamental problems with that and it doesn't take too long to list them either it just doesn't first up the import tariff is only paid if the car is made in a country with which Australia does not have a free trade agreement and we have FTAs with Japan South Korea and Thailand, which are the top three car-supplying nations to Australia. Plus, of course, America and China. We have free trade agreements with them as well. Dude, you are already not paying a tariff on any car that comes from those places. Pretty much the only common countries where tariffs on cars are still applicable are the EU or the UK. And they tend to be expensive cars bought by rich people who, in my view, at least, do not deserve a taxpayer-funded financial freebie. There's already more than enough of that going on, thanks mainly to the uh, the liar-in-chief, like, carry on, sir, for the next few days till you're out. And luxury car tax on fuel-efficient vehicles, right? It's only paid when the vehicle costs more than 69152 bucks this financial year. It's indexed, right? So if you want to buy a cheap EV from Hyundai or Kia, etc., Albo's plan is not going to help basically. Luxury car tax is unjust because no other aspect of luxury is subjected to a tax in our society, right? No Dior Tote tax or Omega Speedmaster professional tax or something. That tax was in place to protect the local car industry, which obviously has been dead for five fucking years. So why is it still in place? As if we really needed any more evidence about how spectacularly out of touch politics is and politicians are with one of the most prevalent and heavily regulated and taxed activities in the modern world, driving. These chumps all get zero points out of a possible infinity from me on that.